0: Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2336 with a release date of Friday, August 5, 2022, to follow in 54321. The following is a QST. Hams respond to deadly floods in Kentucky. Amateurs in Canada get new frequencies on 60 meters, and YLs pay tribute to a telegraphy pioneer. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2,336 comes your way right now.
1: From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent weekly amateur radio news and bulletin service. Now reporting from picayune Mississippi, here is Don Wilbanks, AE5DW.
0: Our top story takes us to Kentucky, where parts of the state have been hit by deadly floods. Randy slide w4xj brings us up to date
2: the last week of july found amateur radio operators on alert in eastern kentucky as a trail of thunderstorms brought flooding that left at least 37 people dead Jack Hedges, KY4 TPR, told Amateur Radio Newsline that he and a team of hams operated on Ares Frequencies from the State Emergency Operations Center in Frankfurt. He was assisted by Mike Swigert, KE4YRI, Dennis Lutz, W2QN, Patrick Compton, KF4FMZ, and Otis Carroll, W4IOD, who served as an official relay station for the EOC. Woody Hartlove, KO4UMQ, Harlan County EC and SkyWarn coordinator, reported that SkyWarn was activated for the Jackson Weather Forecast Office three times in his area due to flash flooding. He and another ham were also deployed with the Red Cross to provide communications for their disaster action teams. In addition to causing loss of life, The flood wreaked havoc on the electric service water lines and roads. As floodwaters recede, residents in many areas of eastern Kentucky continue to remain stranded due to the destruction of scores of small bridges linking roadways. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ.
0: A Brooklyn, New York marketer of wireless microphones has been fined nearly $700,000 by the U.S. Federal Communications Commission for what the agency said is a decade-long practice of selling these devices which are not RF compliant. The FCC said that 32 microphones sold by Soundaround fail to comply with FCC requirements governing emissions, power, and use of the spectrum, rules that protect against harmful interference to other spectrum users. The FCC has rejected the business assertion that the dollar amount of the proposed fine was too high, that a decade of warnings and notices sent by the FCC was insufficient, and that photos of the company's marketing websites did not provide proof that the item was available for purchase. According to a press release from the FCC, the U.S. Department of Justice will be given the case to handle if SoundAround fails to pay the fine. In Canada, amateurs have new privileges on 60 meters. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, has those details. Amateurs in Canada have been granted a new band for operating in an official update from Innovation Science and Economic Development Canada. The announcement on July 28th said that hams in that country are now able to use the worldwide allocation on 60 meters that spans 15 kilohertz between 5351.5 and 5366.5 kilohertz. The band fits between the existing Canadian amateur channelized privileges at 5332, 5348, 5373, and 5405 kHz and gives hams secondary user privileges to transmit at a maximum of 100 watts and a bandwidth of no more than 2.8 kHz on a non-interference basis. This is Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. Radio orienteering is about to get a whole lot more popular in the U.S. state of Illinois, and Andy Morrison, K9AWM, tells us why.
1: An amateur radio club in Illinois has received funds to support an array of radio orienteering events they will be hosting to share the activities with outdoor enthusiasts, youngsters, and members of the public. This will also be designed to serve as a hoped-for gateway to amateur radio. The grant given to the Sangamon Valley Radio Club from Amateur Radio Digital Communications will underwrite the club's costs for a supply of low-power transmitters, controllers, handheld directional radio receivers, compasses, maps, and related items for the fox hunting activities. According to a press release from the ARDC, the club's experience will extend even farther into the community. After a number of events, club members will create a list of equipment other clubs would need to start activities of their own that sharpen people's direction-finding skills. The club will also offer other clubs guidance. ARDC said in its press release, quote, While the sport is very popular in Europe, as well as parts of Asia, growth in the United States and Canada has been slow, end quote. The Sagamon Club will begin its activities here in the U.S. with scout groups and the Civil Air Patrol starting this summer and continuing into the fall. More events are planned in 2023. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM.
0: A well-known and well-regarded amateur in both Australia and the UK has become a silent key. We hear more about him from Jeremy Boot, G4NJH.
3: With regret, it is announced that John Dilk's VK6CJW, also M0CJW, is now a silent key. He died on the 29th of july aged 86 and will be much missed on the air by his friends worldwide john was a character in the very best of amateur radio tradition he divided his time until recently between perth in western australia and his uk home near newark in his younger days for example he took his whole family in a battered old van overland through europe the eastern Bloc countries when travel was very difficult through the middle east india sri lanka and beyond He was involved in many enterprises and international interests and even politics. He would regale his adventures to amateur clubs and others when invited to do so. He was to be found on HF almost daily with VK when conditions allowed and on repeaters locally. He was also to be found at many radio rallies in the UK with a keen following. John was a good, dependable and loyal friend to many, always happy to help and encourage, swap yarns and pass on his own tips. He'll be very much missed. Our condolences to his family and friends. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH.
0: Hams in India have been waiting since 2019 for the return of HamFest India in person, and it is now back on the calendar. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, brings us that report.
4: The Organising Committee for HamFest India has announced the event's return on the 12th and 13th of November in Mysore Karnataka. As with so many other major amateur radio events, this well-attended event, which made its debut in India in 1991, had not been held in person as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. K. Junker-Prasad, VU2SPK, the event general convener, said the committee is putting together an agenda and a website and both should be available soon. The website is under development at www.hfi2022.com. This is
0: Jim Meachin, said old 2BHF. If special events are your cup of tea, try this one in West Virginia. Jim Dameron, N8TMW, tells us hams are ready to serve.
5: Something's brewing in Chester, West Virginia. It's a special event station celebrating a beloved local roadside symbol, which calls itself the world's largest teapot. Tea and QSOs will be served starting August 8th through the 14th in conjunction with the local teapot festival that takes place in the northern West Virginia community. Organized by the Hancock Oxcom team in Hancock, West Virginia, this is very possibly the world's largest tea party. Amateurs will be on the air with one-by-one call signs W0T through W9T, and there will be a bonus station WV8HAT. Hams contacting all 10 call signs will earn a certificate for a full cup. Those working all 10 plus the bonus station are endorsed for a full pot. The roadside teapot itself is a former advertising symbol created before World War II. Before it gained its spout and handle, it was a humble barrel that advertised a brand of root beer. Standing 14 feet high, it is big enough to hold a colorful history, and this annual amateur radio ritual is now marking its sixth year. As usual, however, you'll have to provide your own biscuits and cakes. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Dameron, NATMW.
0: Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the WW8GM Repeater of the General Motors Amateur Radio Club in Detroit, Michigan, on Saturdays at 9 p.m. local time. A merger between two popular DMR networks has promised users the best of both. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH,
3: brings us that update. The DV Scotland and Phoenix UK DMR networks have merged, simplifying integration with other networks, both digital and analog. With both networks having a wide array of repeaters, reflectors and servers, the two were considered complementary and a natural for such a merger. This had been a work in progress for many weeks. The new network now benefits from a variety of DMR, DSTAR and Yesu system fusion repeaters, as well as Allstar hubs and analog Simplex gateways. Eric G6 FGY told Newsline in an email that current users will not notice any changes and that the new network DV Scotland Phoenix will continue hosting a variety of nets accessible by various modes each week. Eric said the merger reflects rather a change in the management structure to operate the network. A list of the nets hosted on this newly merged network can be seen using the link that appears in the text version of this week's newscast. The multimode network also supports Peanut, Eurolink and Hamshack Hotline. Computer and mobile users can also listen in by using the link asl.dvscotland.uk. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. For more than 40 years,
0: YLs in Australia have been hosting a contest that doesn't just involve scorekeeping. It also encourages international communication. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, explains how it works.
6: Yes, there are awards to be had in the 42nd contest sponsored by the Australian Ladies Amateur Radio Association. There are even certificates and trophies, but organisers want participants around the world to know that the real goal of the 42nd annual ALARA contest on the 27th and 28th the 8th of August is to get all licensed ham radio operators around the world, OMS and YLs alike, talking to one another by spotting on the clusters and even on Facebook. All the competitors actually work together to make it easier to make those important contacts. Competition? Yes, but friendly competition. Be listening too for some of the newest licensed YLs as well as girl guides and scouts. Some contacts are expected to be made on EchoLink as well. Visit the Alara contest page for more details. The link is in this week's text version of the newscast script. That's where you'll find the rules and any other details you need to know to get into the contest. I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB.
0: It's time to strap on those cross-country skis, if you're in Australia, that is, and grab your radio equipment. Hams are set for high adventure in the Victorian Alps, as
7: we hear from Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. There's nothing like a winter trip through the snow-filled Victorian Alps to bring some winter warmth to the bands. That's what a team of cross-country skiing radio amateurs in Australia is hoping for as they call QRZ between Friday, August 5th and Tuesday, August 9th. The activators will include Stephen, VK3SN, Gerard, VK3GT, Bronwyn, VK3FIRH and others. And they'll be on the HF bands 80 through 10 meters using SSB and FT8. They will also be on 2 meters and 70 centimeter simplex and on repeaters. They'll be using lithium batteries and light solar panels for power. This isn't the first time many of these hams have been making this kind of winter trip. Past travels have been quite an adventure involving operations from igloos and a number of remote peaks. Listening for the promises to be quite an adventure too. For Amateur Radio Newsline, this is Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. A satellite built by girls in India has been stirring some excitement. John
0: Williams, VK4JJW, tells us why. A small satellite built by
4: 750 schoolgirls in India will be on board for the maiden flight of the Indian Space Research Organisation's small satellite launch vehicle this month. The students were mentored by Space Kids India in the construction of this 8kg satellite. It carries 75 small experiments, a camera to study solar panels in space, and a variety of long-range communications transponder experiments. The satellite also has a messaging system for amateur radio operators. Although this is not the first student satellite built with the help of Space Kids India, this one is different because it carries its own power systems and batteries to power an anticipated 6-month long Orbit this satellite is not, of course, the main payload for the launch vehicle. The rocket will also be carrying the Microsat 2A, which is designed to assist in the mapping of parcels of land. At the time Newsline went to production, the launch was scheduled for August 7th. This is John Williams, VK4JJW.
0: In the world of DX, listen for Tom, KA1IS, who will be on the air as JW-KA1IS Stroke on Spitsbergen Island, EU-026, between the 10th and 16th of August. He'll be on various HF bands using CW and SSB. QSL via his home call sign. Eugen, DL8AAI, will be active as 5H2JK from August 8th to 14th from the Kilimanjaro region of Tanzania. National Park 5HFF0005. He'll operate afterwards in the town of Moshi. Be listening on HF where he'll be using SSB. QSL via his home call through the Bureau only. Along with around 300 other teams, the Isle of Man Amateur Radio Society will be celebrating the 25th annual Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend on August 20th and 21st by activating the Point of Air Lighthouse. This will be Lighthouse IM0001 for the weekend, and operators will be using the club call sign GT3FL for the full 48 hours. Listen on 80 meters through 70 centimeters. Operators will be using CW, SSB, and some digital modes. There'll be a special 25 years of ILLW downloadable certificate available for the Lighthouse teams taking part. See qrz.com for further details of GT3FL's activation. And plan ahead to be listening for Casimir. DL2SBY will be active in Monaco as 3-alpha-stroke DL2SBY between October 20th and 23rd. He'll be using mostly FT8, but some CW. He'll be operating with 100 watts and mobile antennas, QSL only via club log, direct or logbook of the world. And we end this week's report with the story of an international group of YLs paying tribute to a telegraphy pioneer. For that story, we turn to Selimbi, KB3TZD.
8: A statue stands in Coburg, Canada, honoring Fern Blodgett-Sunda, the first Canadian woman to hold a second-class wireless operator's certificate. Blodgett-Sunda herself stands as a pioneer and role model for many women who followed her path in sharpening their own telegraphy skills even those in civilian life. During World War II, Blodgett Sunda crossed the Atlantic Ocean 78 times aboard a Norwegian ship because neither Canada nor Great Britain permitted women to work on board their country's ships. Recently, members of the Canadian Ladies' Amateur Radio Association made trips of their own, some of them crossing oceans, too, in order to see that statue. The visitors who arrived in Coburg on July 28th included Anne Nutter VE3HAI, Charla Sharma VU2SWS, Suzanne Snape VE7IM, Roberta Williams VA3RMWX, and Janet Maggart N9ZKU. They told the website Today's Northumberland that after watching the unveiling of the statue 2 years ago in an online video, they started planning their own journey to be there in person. Such tributes may not have the same sense of ceremony and pomp as the one in 1943 when Blodget Sunda became the first woman to be honored by the King of Norway, who gave her the Norwegian War Medal. But there is perhaps no greater honor than to be recognized by a generation that follows your path, a community of wild operators gathering from around the world to celebrate someone who led the way in wartime. This is Selenby. KB3-TZD.
0: One final note, an invitation to join us August 20th at the Huntsville Hamfest in Alabama as we present our annual Bill Pasternak Memorial Young Ham of the Year Award to Audrey McElroy, KM4BUN. We, along with the Huntsville Hamfest staff and our corporate partners, CQ Communications, Yezu USA, Heil Sound, and Radio Waves Antennas, hope to see you there. To find out more, visit hamfest.org. With thanks to Alara, the ARDC, the ARRL, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, DV Scotland, Eric, G6FGY, Facebook, the FCC, Hamfest India, IRTS, Ohio Pen DX, QRZ.com, the Radio Society of Great Britain, RepublicWorld.com, Southgate Amateur Radio News, ShortwaveRadio.de, Space Kids India, Stefan VK3SN, Today's Northumberland, and you are listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio News line. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all volunteer, nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW in Picayune, Mississippi, saying 7 3. And as always, We thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022. All rights are reserved.